You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining for another fantastic episode of SOB Style of Business. Today, we are recording this podcast on a fantastic Friday, fabulous Friday, fun Friday, fabulous Friday, whatever type of Friday you want to call it. I just know it's Friday and it's been a long week for me and I am excited. I am happy because the weekend is here and even more excited to announce the presence of this wonderful guest that we have today. We have Mr. Dave Sheldon, who is the founder and CEO of Don Williamson's Handmade Creations. And he's going to be uh, talking to us a bit about his company and uh, the good seasonings and flavors that he's bringing to the table, literally. So <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, like you said, my name is Sheldon Davey. Um, I'm the owner and chef of Don Williamson's. Currently, right now, we're just looking to release a, a spice blend line. All the spice blends are made with like organic, non-GMO ingredients and stuff. Give you a quick background about me. I've been in the food service industry for like 14 years now. Graduate of Baltimore National College. It's like called Stratford now, Baltimore, Maryland. Based out of Baltimore, Maryland right now. And um, yeah, just happy to be on the show. Thanks for having me, teacher. And yeah, look forward to uh, getting to these questions and going on. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to getting into the questions as well. And I also look forward to trying those seasonings that you have said. So I'll be happy to report when I do cook, I try to have a little bit of flavor. You know, that's one of the things, especially being yeah, in the man. South, you know, we got to have some spice and all that other stuff. So yeah, you can't have it being bland and all that, you know, it kind of tastes like something. Absolutely not. And we have barbecue season coming up, too, with the summer and all that other stuff and spring. Right. Yeah, That's so right. definitely appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, let's let's yep. Let's get into let's get into it. Let's get into it. So tell us a little bit about Don Williamson's. And I, I did a little reading and, and just kind of snooping around on your background. And I know you got started when you were 14, but I'll let you just tell your version of what happened and all that other good stuff. So let's get into that first. So, like, to kind of go back farther from, like, 14, I pretty much first developed, like, I guess a love for food and cooking at a really young age. Um, not sure exactly how old I was, but my mom tells me to this day, like, how I make stuff in the kitchen, have spices and ingredients everywhere. She even has, like, some recipes that I made called, like, cinnamon spaghetti sauce or something like that. Oh, wow. And she talked about how good it was. I did this to it, and I was like, man, I don't even remember all that. Yeah. But um, when, I was a, when I was a teenager, you know, I could pretty much eat you out of the house and home. I was just always <laughs> hungry, you know, <laughs> you know, hormones and all that other stuff like that. But um, there would be a lot of frozen things and a lot of different things in the refrigerator and freezer and stuff. Sometimes there wasn't much to eat that I really wanted, frozen pizzas and stuff like that. So I had to get really creative put a lot of things in the house and try different things, you know, just to feed myself. Yeah. And so I guess that kind of that, you know, that creative niche and, and just having a love for food from a young age and then all the way up, you know, teenage years from, you know, 14, just kind of really grew and progressed. And after a long journey, I'm here now. So. Exactly. Yeah. And I know a lot of times it's, it's kind of uh, those people that really enjoy and love food, I guess there's no wonder that they 
turned out to, to be involved in a culinary art some, some way. So I'm not surprised by that, especially when I know that you started shaking and baking in the kitchen at a young age. What was the moment when you realized that you knew for a fact that you wanted to become a chef? Well, I mean, the funny thing is, I didn't like really set out to be a chef. Like I said, I had a, always had like a creative niche, always had like a love for food and want to try different food and just being exposed to a lot of different food. Like my mom and dad would just expose me to all different types of cooking. Uh, wasn't really a lot of McDonald's and Burger King in my house. You know, even if I did have it, it was just kind of like, all right, you know, yeah, you're fun. Now let me show you some real food. Yeah. So my mom did a lot of the cooking. My dad did some cooking. But um, like I said, I didn't really set out to be it. It was kind of like after high school, didn't really care about like going to college or I didn't even care about like wanting to go, like have a desire to go. But um, my dad did kind of like suggest that I should check out some schools. And, you know, that school, Baltimore International College, which is definitely one of them. It's called Stratford now, like I said. But like I said, I was looking at these different schools, didn't really care for them. Didn't have a lot of choices also because, you know, the SAT score wasn't, up to par to some of the schools that I wanted to check out. So I figured, you know, why not check this college out? It's not too far from where I was, where my parents' house was, and I like to cook, and, you know, I like food and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, let's, let's try it out. Yeah, well, it definitely worked out for you. Uh, I know you guys are doing some great things over at Don Williamson. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it brings me to wanting to ask, basically, do you spend a lot of, like, when you are thinking about, the seasonings and your next line of products, you know, are you spending a lot of time in, you know, in the kitchen trying to mix the different ingredients and spices to come up with like a signature seasoning? So like pretty much when I started out doing this, I got the inspiration. Uh, my mom had went to Italy and she came back with like these flavored salts that had, I don't know, fresh herbs and salt kind of preserving them. And I thought that was kind of crazy. And I was just like, well, you know, every chef like has their thing. What can I do? to kind of do something like that. I was like, you know what? A lot of people don't have, like, seasonings. I mean, they do, but a lot of them aren't that great. McCormick, you know, is, is good, and a couple other people have seasonings you probably never heard of, I've never heard of, but you kind of, like, you know, you pass by these small stores, whether in the South or, you know, wherever, you kind of, like, pick up a seasoning, and oh, this is kind of good. But um, what really happened is I spent a lot of research into this the spice line, there's been lots of trial, trial and error, you know, um, sometimes it's just like, all right, it's too much salt here, there's too much sugar there, not enough cinnamon for this. The truth is, you don't, you don't really know what customers are like, you know, so I send out free samples, you know, get the name out, get some awareness, and even if one person doesn't like the samples, at least it makes, like, a positive impact on them, and maybe they'll share that experience with somebody, and they'll share that experience with somebody, and then they'll check out what I'm doing. So, like, as far as with the spices go, I just try to stay, like, true to what I'm what I'm trying to communicate and uh, focus on the flavors of the spice blend to be, like, delicious, you know, and have, like, lots of flavor to it. So, uh, that's the main thing right there. Yeah. You definitely have a valid point there, and I think that's so important because... Most of the times, like when I'm when I'm really feeling myself in the kitchen every now and then, the seasoning part is where you, you know, come across the most hang ups. Because like for me, sometimes I might mix some lemon pepper with some garlic or, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And did you go in and yeah, you get fancy, right? Right. You're trying to fill everything out. And it's just like, all right, are these flavors going to mesh well or do I just like it? So I just try to keep it with a balance, you know? Yeah. Because, um. 
sometimes I could want something really like salty, like potato chips or you know, some salty fried chicken or, you know, something. I was like, you know, I really got a salt tooth right now. I want something really salty, like pickles with this or something like that. Mm-hmm. And some people don't care for salt and some people don't care for a lot of sugar. So I try to consider that when I'm making like, whether it's catering or doing a spice thing or, you know, whatever, just who my audience is and who I'm catering to. And uh, just try to keep it like that. But also, like, I don't want to make it too safe. Like, you know, you don't want to have a jerk seasoning and it's just not spicy at all. Yeah, no, that that definitely makes sense. Uh, it's good that those options, you know, that you're considering what the customer's like and um, kind of putting together some different flavors because... To me, like some of the, like the larger commercial brands, when you talk about just a general seasoning salt, like a McCormick or Lowry's, or even if you want to get a little spicy with the slap your mama and stuff like that, yeah, you know, yeah. you're a bit limited, you know, so. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're really limited. And, yeah. um, it, it doesn't have a lot of range because at the end of the day, like when, like you said, the Lowry's and McCormick seasoning so I mean, I've used those and they're great seasonings whatever but you know it's really kind of like a one-dimensional flavor that you kind of get and it's like all right bang mm. this is it this is what you get yeah it's, you know the end product the end result is really good don't get me wrong but um i feel like it's just kind of like where it is, is the salt kind of mass everything and so i try to get away from that this time coming around because when i first started with this and the spice blends all that it was like all right the salt was covering this the flavors were decent, but the salt was covering a lot of the flavors. So you, you got the salt and you got the subtle flavors on the back end, which is like, ah, that's okay. Yeah, definitely makes a difference. How Do you find yourself, like when you, how is cooking for your yourself and your family different from cooking for other people? Like, do you find yourself trying to maybe work to please your family more or you working to really make sure you're doing a good job? Like if you're catering an, an event, like how is that cooking right. different? Well, I just learned to cook differently from just like experiences. Like I said, I could have a sweet tooth, but I could guess I have a salt tooth as well. So I think that the main thing when cooking for others, like I said, you just have to have the balance. You need the good flavors. You have to know your audience is. You know, it's just like if I'm catering for a bunch of military guys or cooking for sorority, you know, maybe the the army guys, then they want, want something heavy, you know, full of like bold flavors and spice and salt and stuff like that. But if I'm cooking for a sorority, maybe they might want something like, you know, refreshing, balanced type of flavors, but, you know, still like delicious tasting. So, yeah. it's kind of like, there's not a lot of, not, I wouldn't say guessing, but it's kind of like, you know, taking those experiences and taking knowledge of different flavors and, you know, just cooking for yourself and other people uh, over and over again to kind of like, I, you know, I think I know how to approach this and I think I have some success as far as cooking this and people won't talk about me. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, well, you know, that's the first thing. If, come on now, Dave, you're going in, if you, you can't serve no nasty food now because we're going to talk about you yeah. after the beginning. <laughs> exactly. like, oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that is over and done with. I'll tell you what, if you burn that barbecue one time, you're not gonna be invited to do it anymore. I know I know for a fact. Yeah, you mess up one time. Exactly. That is it. That's that's like, you know, sometimes when you go to those different family functions and the first thing people are asking, you know, you hand out the styrofoam takeaway plates and they like, uh, who cooked this? You know. Who made the potato salad, you know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, it could get crazy. It could get crazy. All right, Dave, yeah, tell us, uh, what do you enjoy most about the culinary arts? I say what I would enjoy the most is culinary just gives me, like, a platform to just be creative. And I've, I've always, like I said before, I've always, like, just been naturally creative and just also just been, like, curious and, like, intuitive. So I feel like the culinary arts has, like, that outlet for me Yeah. to um, just go further with those kinds of things. It's just, like, yeah, it's just, like, I don't know, it's just, like, if you're a musician, you need to, like play the guitar, you need to like sing, like you put it in like every everyday thing that you do, like it Mm -hmm. has to be like something that you have to do every day, or at least like every minute of the day, you just have to be, you get it out of you, so. Yeah, that's true, I definitely agree. What's your favorite cuisine, like what is your all-time go-to when you just feel like cooking some, cooking up some stuff? can't go wrong with Japanese. I, I know they're probably laughing at me for this, but I, I stay at the hibachi grill, <laughs> you know, because that's my thing, you know. Yeah, that's... You gotta start with something. Exactly, exactly. It's some good stuff. I'll go to Benihana if I need to. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, you cannot beat uh, it. But yeah, no, that's perfect. Keep it simple sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you gotta keep it simple. Do you ever get... Just like you were talking about, you know, musicians have to have that outlet, you know, to be able to create. Do you ever set, find yourself maybe burned out and needing to try to, you know, needing to reset? Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, you know, I've been in this industry, like I said, like, at least 14 years. Actually, a little bit over it, kind of like not cooking in the industry, but just kind of cooking and doing food in general. But yeah, just, you know, kind of like, I get research different things, uh, different things of like, maybe how to how to deal with certain situations, you know, just conflict management, different things like that. Because it's just like, you know, whenever you're, like, managing people, you have to kind of, like, figure out the psychology of why certain behavior is. And you want to empathize with people and figure out, do they, are they excited about, like, helping? Do they really just have a paycheck? So you kind of just, yeah, you're filling things out when, when it's just like, all right, you're dealing with yourself, you're dealing with yourself, and you're dealing with a family member. That's fine. You kind of know the behavior, but when you're dealing with somebody that you really don't know, it's kind of like, it's always, I guess, something that, you know, kind of like, I, this can be a challenge depending on how the personality is. The main thing I feel like as far as with this is, yeah, you have to do a reset. You have to chill out for a while. You have to like kind of not get too, get too caught up in following what everybody else is doing and trying to be so much like engaged in your ego and even like, look, I don't need to do the rest, but I can bang this out and work, you know, seven straight days and yeah. you know, working 80 hours a week and stuff like that. You have chefs that been in the news that had a suicide or just dealing with a lot of, like, just, just social problems and just a lot of mental problems as far as, like, drug abuse and alcohol abuse and things like that. So I yeah. feel like it's, it's very important just to take care of yourself as much as you can. 
Yeah, that's good. Great. Yeah, definitely. You have to take care of yourself first. And which leads me to my next question. When did you, when you decided rather, when you decided to venture out on your own, did you have like any reservations about going into business for yourself? I feel like with anything, you know, you, you always have some type of like reservation. It's just like, I don't have a podcast, but it's just like with anything, somebody starting something, it's just like, you always ask like, will the people like what I'm doing? If, if it gets to the point I can charge for this, what should I charge for this? Should I kind of follow what this company or this person is doing? You never know what, like what to do. It kind of like stuff is like on the fly sometimes. And nobody really like gives you like the keys from like start to finish of like what builds a successful brand. Yeah. And nobody like tells you exactly like how to do it the way that you want to do it. So it's like I feel like everybody kind of like has reservations at first and kind of like still learning and still like just adapting. I think we're all just kind of like <laughs> adapting when we're first starting. I guess. So. Yeah, just trying to get a hang. Hang of things, which I know everybody kind of goes at their own pace, which is good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, because it's like, you know, you always hear people like that, I don't know, say, like, well, nobody really knows what they're doing, which I think is possibly, like, partially true, you know? Nobody really knows. It's just information passed down. So, I don't know. This is my take on it, so. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, but no, that totally makes sense, so. Pretty sure someone will find that helpful because it, it's true. You know, nobody really knows. You just have to kind of go through that experience to figure out the next step. Just the way I see it. Yeah, no, hey, me too. So you good. <laughs> so tell us, like, what, what motivates you? What motivates me at this point is, um, I guess I'm just the underdog. Like, I'm starting not from the very bottom, but I'm starting from the bottom. Nobody really knows me. And uh, I'm just, you know, at the point where I'm able to join the, like, just enjoy the process and see the networking that I'm doing Yeah, <laughs> there you go, um, exactly. Uh, like I said, the process and just looking at the climb and everything, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it, just like just looking at it. Yeah. Like recipe. <laughs> exactly, yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's perfect. What things are you doing to make sure that things are moving full steam ahead with the brand, with Don Williamson's? Like, what actions are you taking? I would say with my brand, I'm trying to make sure it just doesn't become one-dimensional. I would say, like, after the Spice Line takes off, I'll just be focusing on other projects and I'm just like constantly like looking for ways to innovate and how can I get the most attention from potential customers. I mean like, you know, I don't want to be like McCormick, but I just want to have my brand to where I have like, it's expansive to where I'm not just known for like the seasoning. I might be known for seasonings and then sauces and then, you know, maybe I might be known for like being the food influencer on Instagram or like Twitter or something like that. It's just like, oh wow, makes sense i know that you have like your online store do you plan on doing any expansion like as far as like the your local grocery stores and marketplaces i'll probably do some small marketplaces as far as like big grocery stores i thought about that first but i think with the spice blends at this point um 
working on a store through Amazon and we're working on a store through uh, Etsy. I'm not sure if I, if I still want to do Etsy or not. Uh, we started out with Etsy. Etsy was good, but uh, I know we're just looking to kind of like look for the most efficient, best way to get the product to the customers, you know, quick and just really just no inconvenience at all because a lot of times merchants you know they're trying to send stuff through the, the post office and stuff gets lost you know things happen you get it things happen but i just try to eliminate that due to like the best ways of getting the product to the customer so yeah that is absolutely perfect and speaking of customers tell us how has modern technology allowed you to position don williamson's your targeted demographic well i believe i'm Definitely some good old-fashioned guerrilla marketing <laughs> tactics. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. you know, it's always coming down to word of mouth. Like, in the yeah. day, people get fancy and stuff like that, but it's, it's always just word of mouth. I feel like how you win, I guess. You know, I haven't won one, but, you know, just getting awareness and getting the people talking, I believe, is a good thing because eventually you get there. Yeah, well, you're doing a great job so far, so we are <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate definitely going to Yeah, yeah, no, it, we're pretty sure that uh, things will be kicking off a little bit more for you. And and plus, like I said, I've checked out some of the things that you're doing, and I was just surprised. I was just happy when you responded what I was telling you about, you know, hey, come, you know, would you be a guest? And so I was like, all right. When you said yes, I was like, good, got him. Let's get this one underway. I appreciate you having me. I was just like, I was like, saw the message. I was like, huh? I was like, okay, I'll do it. Right, yeah, let's get it going. So we appreciate you. Before we wrap up, Dave, leave us with some last thoughts and words of encouragement for anyone that is not even, you know, aspiring chefs, entrepreneur, but just anything that you would like to leave as far as your two cents. Last words I would say is no matter what age you are, I'm on the very, like, chef, entrepreneur, or whatever, but I would say that you just don't know everything. You definitely have to check out other entrepreneurs that are like you or just not like you. So you can get a sense of, like, the good and the bad or what it is that you're looking for or what it is that you're trying to do. You got to be open-minded to like different ideas and different strategies. One main thing, like I'm blessed to have to be able to see this. You just got to get over your ego and like your opinion. Because it's always room, room to like learn, to grow, create, you know, innovate. All There's always like room to like reinvent your business and just yourself, upgrade your like, your mental, your mind, you know, stuff like that. Don't be afraid to fail. 
definitely be humble. When I started, I wasn't humble at first. Very arrogant. Like, I ain't going to know. I got to listen to this person or that person. You just got to keep a balance of, of everything, like in life. Definitely balance the confidence and also acceptance that you can't control everything. The things that happen, can't do all of them. You just, you know, adapt and learn from them, I guess. And that's it. Just got to keep going. Yeah. No matter what happens. So. Absolutely. Got to keep the wheels turning. Yeah, show must go on. <laughs> yep, yep. You got it, you got it. All right, Dave, let us know where we can find you online for Don Williamson's. Also, if you have any upcoming events, you can feel free to mention those. And also let us know where we can grab your products online, too. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I don't have any events coming up, but um, you can definitely check me out on Twitter at DonWilliamson's.com. That is D-O-N-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-O-N-S. That's the same for Instagram and on Facebook, except with apostrophe S. So catch me on Musical.ly if you're into that too. And our website is DonWilliamson's.com. And that's it. All right, perfect. We got that. And we'll also be including that information in the show notes once the podcast is up and live on my website and on iTunes and Spotify. So I will definitely be looking forward to having you back on to give us a recap when things really start kicking off for you. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Thank you. You are so welcome. And we truly appreciate your time, Dave, and look forward to touching base soon. You have a great, 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 great weekend. You as well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.